Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. spellcasters and planeswalkers from all over the multiverse it is great to see that you have walked and joined us here for another episode of draft and draft my name is Corey, your limited lore master and denizen of this here fine local establishment and joining me as always he's the best in the business he's more than just a two two for two and if you ask me he is a bear of a whole better quality his name is Borak, and he is my bear tender. Borak, I don't know what you're putting in these drinks tonight, but I gotta tell you, buddy, this place is absolutely bumping. You know what, Borak? It really does feel like a communal environment, which actually is a great segue, because today we're talking about the idea of drafting and drafting. This is a beginner's guide to how do we make this draft format feel more like a communal space and maybe throw a few drinks in there. But before we begin, a few quick reminders. First off, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check out all of their content wherever you download your podcasts or at Believe.com. Also know this podcast is brought to all of you on our Patreon. Thank you, friends, for joining us on Patreon.com. And if you'd like to check us out, you can find us at Draft and Draft and MTG Podcast. We got great tiered benefits for all of my unlucky lounge rats, and we can even feature your voice on the show, get you in the game, and help make this whole space a community. But I would just love to see all of you out there on my socials, be it Instagram at Corey Demone Enriquez. Or you can find me on Twitter at Draft and Draft Corey. I'm going to throw out deck lists, deck images, questions, reminders about the podcast, sweepstakes, a whole lot of magic fun to keep you engaged here in Historic Monoscrew Manor. So just click that like, click that follow, hit subscribe, and join us for some fun times. Housekeeping is done, so let's go ahead and get to our topic at hand. If you've been listening to the podcast for a few episodes, Maybe you know, but maybe this is your first time, and I just want you to get the thesis of this podcast, and that is bringing the game of magic, but most importantly, limited, sealed, draft, in a place where we can enjoy, relax. I mean, that's what this game's all about anyway. And to me, as an adult, I enjoy drafting with a nice draft, a brew, a spirit, something that can just make you wind down the minutes and just have you detox. And today, I'm going to give you some top tips and some good, keen ideas for when you draft with drafts. Now, here at the Unlucky Lounge, we want to make sure that we always encourage everyone to drink responsibly and engage respectfully with the people around you. And so that's why we're here, to give you some good ways of centering yourself, having a fun time, while also keeping that level of keen responsibility and civility. Okay, now that we're in the right headspace for this episode, let's start with an honorarium. So if you're in a space where you're relaxing, you're maxing, you're chill and you're ready to enjoy some celebratory nature of the game, go ahead and crack open a drink with me. And let's go ahead and begin our untapped step. Ah, 
You know what they say, folks. There's no laws when you got the claws. <laughs> Bonk, that's not... No, it's not offensive, it's just marketing. <laughs> yes, we know that not all bear claws are white, it's... Never mind. Let's get to our topic at hand. Our first half of suggestions have to do with logistics, spaces, and people. So let's go ahead and begin with our tips. Now this list is in no particular order or importance or relevance, but first, draft and draft with friends. Or friends of friends. Or make new friends. But just make sure that if we are enjoying a nice spirit, maybe here in the Unlucky Lounge or a local pub, that you enjoy the people that you're with. Or you keep yourself open to socializing with different types of people. Which leads me to my second tip. Make sure that you read the room. Now this can deal with the draft events itself. Maybe, like I said, this is a first gathering of people from a Facebook group, from an LGS into a bar, any kind of thing. But make sure that you are checking in and seeing how the whole room feels. You can try and start the talk of a conversation, but if no one bites, don't keep trying. Clearly no one else wants to gauge at the time and that is totally fine, especially when it comes to the drafting portion. So find your group that will table talk. But that leads to another important element of reading the room. Maybe sometimes the bar that you gather at, it's not a private space. It could be a public bar where you took two tables to combine them together. See, I love that. I enjoy the spontaneity. You've just come off from playing a whole huge day at a PTQ or maybe a release weekend, but you find a group of people and you're like, let's keep this going. You end up at a local bar establishment and you're like, let's throw the playmats down and draft. I love that feeling. It's cool. However, just be aware of everything that's happening in the space. Think about the kind of bar that you're at. Is it a small local establishment? Or maybe it's one that caters to a different type of crowd. This is to say, just be weary of your surroundings. And know that if your table's making a little too much noise, it's good to pull it back, even if only for a second. Still enjoy yourself. Just make sure you're aware of the fullness of the surroundings, the people that you're sitting next to, the tables that might be impacted by your awesome card slinging. But that leads me into my next point. Spontaneity is great, but what is also great is having a plan. Knowing a place that you can reliably draft at or having some kind of predisposed time. These things can be very important, especially when you have to try and gather together eight people for a sociable event. Make a plan, create a Facebook group. One of my favorite bits of advice that I ever had, especially with posting on socials, is if you make an event, add a photo to it. It helps make it more memorable, gives it a bit of a brand, and in the end, I think the people tend to recall those events more than those with a pictureless event that's kind of like, okay, it's there and I'm being reminded of it. In this situation, I think there's so much less emotional investment. So find a unifying image, create that group that's like, yo, we're going every Wednesday. How about a case of the Mondays? I don't know, whatever kind of week-like analogy you want to use, find something. Put an image in that group page. It helps you really make it more of a smattering and more of a gathering. 
Let's go to our next tip. Sometimes the best place to do these things is not necessarily at a local communal place. Often the best places are at your home. It's at your friend's basement that's pimped out. It's in the apartment that is just a little bit crowded, but it still feels just fine. Maybe it's at that one person's place with the dining room table that is only used for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Let that table get more usage, all my unlucky loungers. But if you are going to have it at a place, do make sure that A, you have a table that's large enough, and this may sound silly, but make sure you have at least eight chairs. No one wants to be that one person sitting on the stool. Nobody likes the stool. Let's go to our next tip. Now maybe I should have put this one first, but find your people. Now, ironically, there was an episode that just came out this week from a wonderful podcast called The Command Zone. Check it out, the ladies that did that episode prime stuff and if you love magic maybe you like commander or are just looking to find new people after moving that is a great episode it's good about social context it's good about interconnectivity and i encourage everyone that listens to this podcast to check out the command zone as well but in any case find your friend group make the connections it starts first at those local game stores the people that you play you make a friendly connection talk about your draft decks Figure out who maybe would be interested in playing more magic outside of your game store. And once you have those people, that's when you can create those wonderful friend groups. That's where the memories come into play. And then that's where you find your local pub. That's when you find your friend with that good enough kitchen table to support eight people. But there's a point I want to make here too. It is really nerve-wracking sometimes to make that first step to find a friend at that local game store, at that local draft, at that large event, the GPs, the Magic Fest. But the truth is we're all looking for a chance to connect with other people. We're all looking for that friendship level. So know that you're not alone. Know there are other people out there that want to make those really wonderful memories and want that friend group to draft with. Just find the people and have fun. But you got to take that courageous step of willing to say hi, introduce your name, and be able to start to form that circle from there. Let's go to our next tip. Keep your drinks off the table. Put it on the ground. Put it on a side table. Keep it far away. Do not put your drinks on the table. Enough said. On to the next tip. If you're going to another person's house, bring an offering. Now this might be my Midwestern sensibilities inside of me, but I love a good potluck. And who's to say we can't make a house draft something like this? Bring some chips, bring a dip, maybe make a casserole. Yes folks, casseroles, totally a thing. Also, side note, just from my own experience, let's say you want to bring something for everybody. Know that most drafts that you're going for are eight-player drafts, and a lot of things come in six-packs. The math doesn't quite work out there. Also, account for anyone else who might be in the house. Again, just a little bit of courtesy. On to our next tip. 
It's very easy during your draft and draft experience to forget that carbonation is a thing. Also, this relates back to our previous tip. Keep your drinks off the table. On the ground. On a side table. Don't care. Drinks off the table. This here is a true story. We were once doing a draft and draft experience. I believe it was Return to Ravnica. And a guy drafted a Sweet Azorius deck, had a Hallowed Fountain, and a Sphinx's Revelation, both very expensive cards at the time, put down their beer bottle in perhaps the most gentle way possible, and suddenly the carbonation fizzed up over and ruined the entire pool of cards. Keep your drinks off the table. I got one more tip when it comes to logistics and people and the whole experience. Here's our final tip for the first half of this episode. Have some kind of stakes to your draft and draft experience. Now this can come in many different kinds of forms. The most common one is at the end taking the entire pool, spreading out the rares, and the winning team divides it evenly amongst themselves in whatever way they like to do that. Another couple ways of doing this is each person contributes a pack to the experience, and again, the winning team gets everything, or maybe the top players. Also, side note, team drafts I find to be a lot more fun. The environment of just being with people, be it a four-man team or a three-man team, discussing how decks kind of get made and the pick orders and really interesting things that you notice at the table, that has so much intrinsic value that you would never know until you do so many house drafts. But back to stakes. I think there could be a couple other kinds of stakes that are equally as keen and don't necessarily require more monetization, like a pack in the pool, dollars, or the value of the rares. For example, you can start a spreadsheet. I had a wonderful friend here in Wisconsin that we would get together at his house, and he kept track of everyone's different performances throughout different formats uh, from each draft, and it was this really cool aggregate list that could track you in this really cool, in-real-life way, kind of in the same way that it works online. But I love that we brought it into a real social space. It doesn't much matter what the stakes are to me, but just something to make the drafts a little bit more tangible and have a little bit more writing on it. I wouldn't suggest something massive or crazy like throw Benjamins on the table for drafts. Although, I'm not going to lie, I've done it before. Just make these little individual events more memorable be it with the people be it bragging rights maybe something like the draft hall of fame which is totally something i've done with my friends in the past what is it hashtag future episode well that wraps up all my unlucky loungers the first half of the episode when it comes to logistics and spaces and people in your draft and draft experience we're going to get back at it and talk more about the actual gameplay and certain things to look out for but first, I want to talk about my friends at BetterHelp.com. If magic is something that's getting you down, getting you frustrated, before you quit the game, before you take a hiatus, maybe you just need to talk to friends, people that can relate to you. We've all been through those really cold streaks where we lose and lose and lose, and that's okay. It's part of the game. It's part of the learning curve. But before you scoop it up and sell everything on eBay, find people to help you out to maybe stop this game from getting in the way of your happiness. It can be trusted individuals, family members, but it can also be our friends at BetterHelp 
BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And you can go to BetterHelp.com backslash Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and mention our podcast, Draft and Draft, to get 10% off your first month of help. So go to BetterHelp.com and start living a happier life today. All right, friends, we are back to our topic, and that is our guide to drafting and drafting. That, friends, is a two-for-one experience. You normally need a coupon, but not here on Draft and Draft. That's just what we like to call full value. So let's talk about our tips for drafting and drafting and playing all in one. Tip number one, have fun with your draft. This may seem a little rhetorical, but the thing is, in these situations, you get to brew. You get to have fun, combine things. I find on average that I definitely draft way more colors in a deck when I have a spirit alongside me. And that's fine. I'm willing to get a little greedy. Because this is not the kind of draft where I'm feeling like I need to be competitive. This is the kind of experience where I want to throw caution in the wind, YOLO, and just have some fun. So I recommend all of you out there do it as well. But that comes with a little caveat as well, which is tip number two. Pay a little bit more attention to your mana base than you normally do. It's really funny. I don't think I got as excited to see an unknown shores in Theros Beyond Death than when I was drafting and drafting that set. I mean, what are you going to do? I was double splashing for a Titan. You got to find two red mana symbols somewhere. Croxa. Buddy, I'm not going to leave you in the sideboard. Get that Unknown Shores in the deck. Put in the Ilsean Karyatids. Traveler's Amulet. Let's go. Who cares if it makes the deck super dirty and inconsistent? Because guess what? I'm going to play 6-6. Six, six, and I'm going to make people discard cards. That sounds like fun to me. This is the mentality I attack my drafts with when I draft and draft. I want to be able to do wacky and crazy things. I want to play the three color enchantments along with the two color signpost uncommons. Just do it. Who cares? And maybe along the way you might discover something. But that being said, make sure that your mana is there. Tip number three. Double check for onboard tricks. Nothing feels worse than thinking, okay, I really got to find a removal spell have to find it you're like boom there's the final death and your opponent has the all said that gives a protection from a color upon sacrifice you spend five mana in a card they spent one mana and sacrificed their one one and you feel left in a pile of sadness and shame which happens to lead me to my next tip when you misplay and invariably you probably will like I have hundreds of times, don't get too down on yourself. It's gonna happen. This is the environment that we're creating. It's not about being the most spiky and competitive of players. It's about enjoying and having fun. So when you misplay, instead, chin up, keep playing, and then when you beat them after massively outplaying yourself well that's what we call achievement unlocked and you feel like an absolute champion and if the final fantasy theme plays in the background when that happens then your life is equally as weird as mine i meant that semi-rhetorically borak 
my life's weird, but it's not that crazy. It, it's difficult to come up with stuff like this, but come on, man. You give it a try. What's on your suggestion list for drafting and drafting? <laughs> Wow, Borak. No more truer words have been said here in the Unlucky Lounge in quite some time. Basically, I think you must be the bare equivalent of Henry Kissinger. <laughs> yeah, I think that reference dated me too. Um, any chance we could cut that from the episode? No, we're still airing? Great. I guess everyone knows now I kind of like old political figures. Anyway, just a few more tips for you here when it comes to drafting and drafting. Uh, first, expensive, cool-looking cards seem a lot better after having a few drafts. You think to yourself, oh man, I really love this 6-drop. It's got such a cool effect. I'm going to slam this and it's going to do a lot. And then you realize at the end of the draft that your curve has very little 2-drops. Or maybe you got like six four drops. It's worth noting more often than not in this kind of game playing to just consider your curve every once in a while. As our friends over on Limited Resources once coined, playing expensive cards is a pretty big cost in itself. Hashtag Limited Resource, go check it out. Hashtag Marshall and Luis in the Unlucky Lounge. Tweet at them, my unlucky lounge rats, let's get some guests on the show. Let me shorthand this for you, all my unlucky lounge rats. I want you to think of me as your Anjuras from Les Miserables. You, the people, the unheard voices, take to the internet, find them on Twitter, find them on their Twitch streams, get on YouTube, go to their videos on demand, tell them to come and join us, let them hear the people sing. Alright, I got my musical theater reference in, check mark, did it. That gives us only one thing left to do, and that is my final tip for drafting and drafting. While the title of course alludes to that spirited feeling of enjoying a drink, relaxing, settling into a game of magic, of course with the wordplay and the actual draft format itself, I want it to be known that drafting and drafting isn't about drinking and playing magic. Certainly it's got the illusion, and I do enjoy being able to just relax and enjoy the game in the format that I love. But drafting and drafting is really more about friendship, about communal experiences, about getting out from behind the computer to go to your local game store, go to your friend's house, be able to enjoy the game in the original way that it was created back in 1993, with people around a table enjoying each other. So, if alcohol isn't your kind of drink, that's totally fine. Go to a Starbucks, rent out one of those back private rooms and enjoy a coffee. Maybe you don't drink coffee. Then get yourself a Mountain Dew and climb all the way to the top of Mount Everest. Get an entire Everest worth of Mountain Dew. Maybe you can do Diet Double Dew. You do the math. Hashtag South Park, thank you for the joke. Or maybe you don't drink caffeine at all, and in that case, you're probably in way better shape than I am. Anyway, friends, that brings us to the end of our episode. 
So thank you so much for tuning in, but I want to know some of your experiences with going to local game stores, finding your people, going afterwards to a bar or maybe a restaurant, and just enjoying that feeling of continuing the game. Maybe you found your group of friends and you've got your local house drafts going and rocking and rolling. Do you have any suggestions for how you can enjoy these draft formats more? Now, Also, I alluded earlier in this episode to the idea of the Draft Hall of Fame. Now, I want you all to keep an eye on future episodes of Draft and Draft because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things that me and my friends did to really enhance the experience of the IRL Draft format in a real-life version of an achievement board that we called the Draft Hall of Fame. So tune in for that future episode because it's going to be a fun one. But a few last bits of housekeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out wherever you download your podcasts. Find me on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, or look us up on our Patreon, Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. Well, it looks like I've found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of our episode. My name is Corey, joined, of course, by the best bear in the business, Borok. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Draft and Draft. Now, get out there and go make a few magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.